the future of retail Asia with June and Imran, powered by AI Amazing. Hey guys, welcome back to a special episode of the future of retail Asia. I'm Imran. And I'm Jun. In 2021, we have all gone through amazing stuff. One thing that definitely stands out is for us is embarking on this broadcast journey. We talk to many different people from many, many different backgrounds, all with ton of their experience in the retail industry. And we learn a few things from them. In our first 12 episodes, we heard the importance of putting customers at the center of the retail ecosystem. I would have to say that, you know, it's all about the customers. I mean, we are all in business is because of our customers. So number first thing that we want to do is to understand our customers. And for, for landlord to be able to do that, really they need to understand who their customers are. Mm. And uh, uh, I mean, a loyalty program like Capital Star will allow the landlord to better understand who the, the profile of the customers that are going into the malls. And then mm. with that, they can actually share that information with the retailers. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is to share that information and the, the, the insights with the retailers and to help the retailers to better understand the catchment. The only one objective is to put your customer in the heart of like business, right? So, but for you to do that, you have to go down to the ground and understand your customer further, right? Without meeting the customer, I think mobile will be the best channel for us to, to, to really appreciate uh, the entire customer journey that we have today. In general, most retailers will need to know exactly what their customer profile looks like. So they will usually do a first take on, let's analyze what our target audience is, what our current audience is, and where is that gap in order for us to bridge it so that we can actually target effectively who we want to reach out to. Yeah. Right. So data points about consumers are actually going to be number one, the top most important, because if you don't know who your customers are, then it's very hard to know what they want. And then how do you then change or uh, provide those services and products that you have in order to make sense to your customers and that they would then purchase and transact with you? We collect a lot of information about, you know, ourselves from, from the consumers and, and, you know, what people, you know, say about us. And we have been engaging these customers. These are not even directly inside the mall, but they are, you know, um, tweeting or, you know, putting up a, a posting that, you know, they mention, you know, something about the mall. And, and we can intercept and engage the customer at that point. Uh, so that in a way for us, the customer experience begins from the moment, you know, they think about shopping, they think about coming to, to the mall. So that is the key point of engagement. And from there, we work on all the touch points that we have with the customers. We also learned that the customer's experience and the shopping journey will be growing to encompass omni-channel strategy with more focus on the experiential side of things. I think there's also a lot of talk about the customer journey, mm-hmm. right? When they go to the mall, where did they come from? Were they coming from a workplace? Were they coming from a, um, their homes, right? Or were they actually like... Um, how often do they come back? The journey time, the dwell time, all these things are a little bit of data that always people keep talking about. With uh, the millions of customers that walk through uh, the malls uh, each, each month, uh, we want to ensure that their experience is good. So that's why we look at personalization. We only serve you information that is relevant to you. Uh, we curate the experience based on that. A lesson to be learned from the digital world is maybe, maybe there is an opportunity to reframe that into a subscription recurring revenue business and to trans transaction should be a byproduct 
right? right. Mm. But more than this money, I think it's the engagement model. The use case is no more just transaction. I think retail businesses and malls, especially malls, there's so much space, you know, in the middle corridors and the aisles is how can I figure out entertainment and education or edutainment opportunities to draw crowds to create a recurring model, right? To create that pull. And offline, you have one biggest advantage, experience. Online cannot give you that physical feeling, that ambience. So make full use of it and don't become just like an online shop. Now this is my platform, I display. Nah, you want it, you take it. Then might as well go online and buy, right? Mm. You already have that physical experience. So enhance it further with your fragrance, scent, your digital signage, your background music in a smart manner. Data, condition, trigger, set it as a schedule and you will be able to optimize it further. Why don't we think about, let's say for example, what uh, you, you mentioned e-commerce. What would Amazon do if Amazon staff were to run this mall? Right. Mm. So chances are they would probably, with your data, right? People who ate at this restaurant also consider eating at this restaurant. Mm. Right. So then when you actually push information like that on, on a customer journey, right? You're able to actually put uh, a different approach. And Seeing how the industry have evolved, you know, ever since the pandemic started, right? is to focus on uh, experience different things or like rather have a mix of uh, different kind of uh, solution to reach out to your customer base. It's not just a solution that is uh, short term, but it will help you in the long term because yeah. I think that's where the world is going on to the next. Yeah. And of course, the importance of automation and data and using all of these to better every aspect of business. I think, you know, uh, you know in this, in this uh, day and age, um, everybody can, can say that, you know, data is important, right? Uh, but then beyond that, it's very hard for people to, 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 you know, to answer why is it important? Right, um, because a lot of people get into this whole data journey and um, this this game of data without understanding the type of questions they want to answer. Right, mm. so I think just to bring everything uh, back to basics, right? Uh, to you know, for data analytics to to uh, to be meaningful to any business, you have to first understand what you want to achieve with this data. Right, so you need to understand what kind of questions you want answered, uh, what kind of problems you want solved. Right, so with that. Uh, you can better strategize on how you want to collect your data, right? So mm. I think first and foremost, you have to 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 look at, um, you know, what are the objectives, right? And then you can start to form this strategy on where do I get this data? Is this data clean, right? Uh, how do I clean the data? How do I manipulate the data? Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but I think first we have to understand uh, what we want to do with the data. I think there is no other best answer to think about, to think about like retail automations, to think about like retail transformations, to think about the omni-channel that shaped the entire customer behavior that we have today. So the era of online is already there and it will be like continue staying with us. So what is actually your strategy? Uh, I think it's very important that uh, uh, when we make decisions, we make decisions out of, uh, based on uh, data, uh, what we call a data-driven approach to mm. decision-making. Yep. Because uh, if businesses are affected, let's say by COVID, you want to know that uh, to what extent it has been affected mm. and to what extent that, uh, they say, for example, for a landlord to be able to step in to help. 
and even for to the some extent to for the government to think about how they can support some of these businesses to tie over a very unusual uh, situation. So, so these are the kind of uh, information that we are looking at mm -hmm. uh, to allow essentially both parties to base their discussion and negotiation and, and uh, maybe negotiation on, on something that is uh, the, the reality on the ground rather mm -hmm. than based on the perception of individual or anecdotal evidence. Mm -hmm. I think one thing is that, you know, basically I think more like a bit more, to be very frank, they are more probably a bit more traditional or probably they are more conservative. Mm -hmm. They worry that we have this data, we share with somebody else. I think that is their reservation, but I think that they've forgotten the other part of the world is that these days, everybody bottom line is to get traffic, get their sales, and actual fact, rather than currently now, the mall is quiet. So we need to have that. And of course, also one thing is that with the right target information, then we're able to give them new experiences. Uh, I think the key is uh, simplicity. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is that, you know, we have to introduce them to the simple digital solution first. Mm. You know, the, the low-hanging fruits like uh, digital payment. And then from there, they will uh, start to be open to other uh, bigger tech solution or technology. For the landlords, if they can have more data to show them where their shoppers are shopping, what they are buying, mm. um, <clears throat> what kind of shoppers come into their mall, at what times, uh, and with who, how long do they spend in the mall? These are dwell times. Eh? Um, and as well as, you know, uh, what kind of spending levels per person, for example, average bill per pack, they can then um, tailor make their own tenant mix in a better way, right? It, it, they can track how a customer experience, a shopper experience from start to end and with transactional data, they can know where they are spending and then they can tailor make all these experience to suit them better. Actually, you know that 2021 has been amazing for us. The key win we want to share is actually is still ongoing. In partnership with M2 Cash, we launched the first ever digital Christmas raffle in the Philippines with the Rockwell Power Plant Mall. More white lucky draw campaign, no more keeping receipt, no more customer service queue, and a huge uptake in the mall loyalty program download and daily use. We have only halfway through the campaign. Stay tuned to hear the result in a couple of months when we release the full use case. Yes, that's exciting. And this year, we also took part in the China ASEAN New Smart City competition. This competition was broadcast to millions across the region. And AI Amazing was the first runners-up in the competition. Thank you again for your support. And today, uh, in that country, we are in talks with partners now. And we also appoint Ling Ming Yan as our senior advisor to our company. So he has a lot of experience and wealth of the expertise being a former group of the Capital Land CEO. So he joined Amazing as a group strategy advisor and of course being our investor and taking us up to the greatest heights. All the, all the way to the moon, as people say. So earlier with the impact of COVID, we also took part with Enterprise Singapore's Southeast Asian Open Innovation Challenge. Uh, this was broadcast out on their website, on the Business Times. You know, we worked alongside Hong Leong Holdings, and this was during the, 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 the difficult part of COVID when the landlords were trying to figure out how to help their tenants. And we created a smart tenant management system to help them understand how to help their tenants better. Yeah, and lastly, we would like to thank all of our listeners, right? 
So you guys out there, our first episode actually come out almost about half a year ago. Yep. And today we are one of the top free spot, top 50 best retail podcasts in the world. Amazing. Yeah. So thank you for all your continued support. And we look forward to doing great things uh, in the coming years. Yes. So in 2022, forward looking now, right? There are a few things that malls and retailers need to look at. It's time to tear down the data silos, guys. It's time to eliminate all this manual process, whether it's done by these customers that you guys serve, whether the tenants or whether it's your own teams. It's time to do away with all that and to use automation, data insights and scale your revenue now. Download our Omnichannel Mall 2022 white paper at aimazing.co and get started working with us by scheduling a demo. Meanwhile, we have some amazing upcoming conversation in with our next few uh, episodes. So we were having a Helen Lam from Landlease, uh, Chris Fong from M2Cash Corporation in the Philippines, uh, Keith Chen from Faith Singapore, and many, many more yet to be announced. So exciting. Yeah. So all of us here at Amazing are so excited for the new years. Stay tuned and all the best for the 2022. See you. How will retail change post-pandemic? Download the Future of Retail white paper from our website, aimazing.com.